We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Will Levy, recorded at Equipus Church, Dunedin. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com. Praise the Lord. How are we doing, church? We good? You're like the warmed up bunch. You've had a few extra hours in the 9 a.m. You're all warm. I'll tell you what, it's warm in here now. You've got this good. Fantastic. Um, I really believe in this morning that if we let the Lord and we let the Holy Spirit uh, into our lives, that you're going to walk out of this place changed. Um, I've, uh, I've been praying through this and really believing through it, and uh, I'm excited about it. And uh, as, I, as I always pray before I come up on stage, Holy Spirit, come and minister in my life and our lives. And so I'm asking for a whole lot this morning as well, as I always do. But I, I really pray this morning that something shifts in, in, in your mindset. Um, for those that who uh, we started last week, we started a new series called, um, I created another word called Hopin. And uh, some may figure this out. So it's hope and open. So H-O-P-E and then O-P-E-N. Because here's the thing is, if we're open to what the Lord wants to do, He'll stir hope into our situation. But and a lot of the times, though, we've, we lose hope. And the world has no hope. Uh, you know, Hebrews chapter 6 is hope is the anchor for our soul. I don't know how many, uh, unfortunately, funerals I've been to where there's just a, a, a celebration of life but no hope in life. And, and, and that's such a sad space to, to have no hope in life. Uh, Jesus came so he, he, we may have life and life in its fullness. The fullness of life is to have hope in life. And I pray this morning that uh, today you woke up and you're like, yes! Not, Because oh. if there was a yes in their spirit, that means there was hope. If there was a ah oh, in this in your spirit, there's there's issues. Now, we all have issues. Put up your hand if you don't have any issues. Exactly. <laughs> if you put your hand up, I'll give you an issue. <laughs> you can have one of mine. I got many of them. <laughs> but we all have issues. But it's how we deal with them and how we process them is is the outcome from them. And so I pray this morning that there's a yes in your spirit. You know, his mercies are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. Amen. So if you're, if you're in that space where you're, oh, uh, oh, I've got good news for you. You're in the right place. As this is the word of God this morning, you're going to hear some scriptures. But most of all, I believe you're going to experience the presence and the love of God. And so I pray that uh, that happens. In Hebrews chapter 11 it says this, faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. I, 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 I like faith. Faith is something that we have to stir up. But faith is the confidence for what we hope for will actually happen. I pray this morning there's something going to stir up in your heart and hope and, and coming from here. And so I pray that that happens. Well, I want to start off with a, with a question for you. And... Um, or, or, an, or an example, I've, 
I've, I've got a computer. Who's got a computer? Most people have a computer. Maybe you don't own a computer, but you've probably been on a computer, um, even if it was the Commodore 64. Anyone remember the Commodore 64? Just shoot your hand up, appease me just for a second. That's awesome. Did you ever do that? Was it the Logos thing? You know, R1 and R2, and so it'd go write one square and then write two squares, and you could draw pretty patterns and create a command. Anyone excited about that this morning? Just two, three people. Awesome. Hey, let's, after this, let's go and do that again. It'd be awesome. Just making circles. Anyway, taking me back. But I've got a computer, and and uh, every now and then my computer just, uh, just, hmm. Anyone has that hmm feeling when it comes? And you have to hold that button down. Anyone has, anyone experienced holding that button down? You're like, that button is the force quit. It's because it's not been behaving itself. And due to no uh, influence of myself, it just didn't do what it was told. Uh, anyone got a computer like this? Or experienced a computer like this? And in fact, uh, you know, this, this, I don't know if it's the spirit or not, but... There's like an anti, anti-printing spirit in, in church. A lot of, if you if ask someone from financials, ask any of the staff around here, just, I, I push print on my computer and it just, just won't, it, it just won't do it. I, I feel like I want to take my computer from my desk, walk downstairs to the printer, lift the thing up, put the pr- photo thing down and photocopy the screen. This printer, it just doesn't happen. I'm like, why is this not happening? And so I force quit the computer and I'm like expecting this to, you know, old school, control, alt, delete, wipe everything and and so we can start again. But I do this on my computer and I start it up and ding, and then the windows come up again. I'm like, how do you know this? And and like even on the in like the Google web page, it just comes up to the last windows that I've been searching on. Anyone else experience this with your computers? Even now, um, there's, there's these little things and I don't know what they are and I don't care what they're called, so don't come and tell me what they are afterwards. But you, you can go on a, uh, like even on Bible Gateway and it's got advertisements and suddenly it's got holidays to Thailand coming up on the side. I'm like, how did it know I was looking at holidays to Thailand? And then when it comes up with the other things that you've been looking at, I'm like, stop it. It just keeps coming back with the, the routine. And I'm like, what's, what's going on with this? And here's the thing is, in life, we, we try and push control, alt, delete in, in different areas of our lives. But every day we wake up and again, boom, there's that window again. Or there's this issue again, or there's a circumstance again, and you've and and we try as much as we can to force quit and, and wipe again, but for some reason it just keeps popping back and it keeps popping back. I believe this morning, you know, these things just bring frustration. They're there to distract us, they're there to there to frustrate us. And I pray this morning as we go through the word of God, there's gonna be hope. Like one day. I mean, one day, I'm just going to scroll down and push print. <laughs> and I'm going to walk down those stairs. I'm going to turn left and I'm going to turn right and I'm going to turn left again. <laughs> that's how our offices are set up. And it's going to be oh, a piece of paper of what I actually wanted. 
on the size of the paper that I wanted. <laughs> not A3, not A1, A4. <laughs> Maybe this doesn't happen at your work site. But in life, situations reoccur and reoccur and reoccur and we, and we never get over them and we're like, whoa, I'm doing as much as I can. I'm, I'm doing what I can in the natural to figure this out. I'm doing what I can to, 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 to all. Uh, I, I get rid of this and I get rid of that. And, but I just keeps coming up and it keeps coming up. So this morning... I want to talk and help lead us through the power of transforming and renewing our mind, which is really stirring up hope again in our lives. Um, in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, who, who's married here? Some of you may have had this option uh, as, as you were preparing your wedding for, for nice scriptures that are good to read out at a, at a wedding. And uh, that's good because I like them. It's a good scripture, but... I want to quickly read it here. It says, If I could speak of all the languages of earth, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, and of all angels but did not love others, I would only be a noising gong or a clanging cymbal. If I had gifts of prophecy and if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains but didn't love others, I would be nothing. If I gave everything I had to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. And then it goes into the wedding scripture, love is patient, love is kind, goes on. This, this scripture is, is a great scripture because everything that we talk about, when I, I, see, I shared last week, you know, what I'm believing for, what I, I feel, the, what God is saying to us as a church right now, is that it's not about it's not about just loving our city to 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 Christ. That those that is awesome. It's not about just acts of service. It's not about just uh, baking cakes for people, mowing lawns, helping out. Those things are great. But I believe it's the power of God that is also going to bring a major breakthrough. It, most times when you read in the Bible, when, it's, when there's demonstration of the manifest presence and the power of God, you see multitudes of people coming to know Jesus. When Jesus was sitting at the well with a day-to-day -day activity, just coming and getting water, he just spoke a word of knowledge into a woman's life and, and, and it transformed her. She then goes and testifies to her family and her family into the city and the whole place gets saved. Because not just an act of love, but a word of knowledge, a word of love as well. And why do I read this 1 Corinthians chapter 13? Is because uh, we can do all of these things. We can even pray and believe for signs and wonders. But if it doesn't come from a root or a base of, of love, then where is it coming from? See, every time I pray for someone who, who needs a breakthrough or, or needs a miracle, is I'm not praying for the answer to be, I can see a miracle. No, I'm praying for the answer is that I want to know how to love that person more. Does that make sense? Well, every time that Jesus went and did a miracle, most of the time, it says that he had compassion on that person or he was willing uh, there was something in his spirit that said you know I want to help this person see faith hope and love will last forever that's at the end of 1 Corinthians 13 verse 13 
And as a church, I want to stir and encourage you. Let's work on these three things, faith, hope, and love. We have our hope in Jesus Christ. Faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. Amen. I, I Right now, I don't have faith in the print button on my computer. I just It's, it's a gamble. It, it really is. I'm like, is this going to work? Flipping thing. Frustrated, annoyed. But we can have life like that as well, can't we? Is this going to work? Frustrated, annoyed, disappointment. But I want to encourage us this morning. Faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. And faith, hope, and love last forever. I pray that everything we're doing as a church, yes, our love and our service and our acts, it all comes from love, but our, our, our setting ourselves, on, setting our sights on the on heaven's reality, which is our next scripture. I pray it all comes from love. Colossians chapter three. I read this last week. Colossians three, Romans twelve, and this week we're going to go to Second Corinthians chapter ten. But it says this in Colossians chapter three: Since you have been, since you have been raised. To new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things on earth. See this song that we just sung last, as it is in heaven. As it is in heaven. Like, I don't want to open up that window again. I'm like, I'm, tr- I'm dealing with this. I'm, why is this coming up? What, no, the Bible goes on to say whatever you forbid on, on earth will be forbidden in heaven. Whatever is released in heaven is released on earth. And so this morning, let's get to a place where the frustrations of, of repetitive agony or repetitive disappointment, we can deal with them this morning. Amen. Who, who, who's frustrated of just waking up and going, ah, or, or is there a point where this morning we can wake up and go, yeah. It's another day. Great is God's faithfulness. Amen. It goes on in Romans chapter 12, verse 1 to 3. It says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. See, why does this window keep popping up? Why does this advertisement keep popping up? I want to encourage us. There's a point in our lives where we have to go, you know what? I need to renew my mind. I, need, I, want, to, I, want, I want this response when it comes to this situation. I want that response when it comes to that, that, that situation. I want to stir up and believe in faith this morning. Amen? All right, you're very quiet. The 9 a.m. guys. No, that's a competition. Just throwing that out there now. <laughs> let's, let's, let's keep going. This is a scripture I want to get to this morning. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 to 5. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and everything, every high thing, that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. See, 
See, the problem is in a lot in life is we try and deal with these repetitive windows that come up or this repetitive advertising that come up in our own ability. Like for me in the computer and sorting it out, I know it's an, it's an illustration, but I'm like, what do I do? <coughs> Anyone else do IT like that? <laughs> Just do, do. Yeah, there's a few of us. I mean, the, my, my IT skills are on and off. Turn it on, turn it off. Is it going to work? Turn it on, turn it off. I'm like, this is all I know how to get past this. I'm like, control, alt, delete doesn't work anymore. It's like the, the, the computers are like smarter now or something's going on. I don't know. But apart from throwing the thing off the building, <laughs> but the problem is then it's dead and it's not even going to have purpose. But in our lives, we also try to deal with the, the arguments, these, these things that keep coming up. We try and deal with them in our own strength. But we've got to understand that it, we're not fighting against them in, in, in our way. We're not fighting against them with our ability. We fight against them with God's weapons. We do not war according to the flesh, uh, which is according to the world. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, which is, again, worldly flesh word, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. So, so we've got it. And then it goes on. It says, take every thought captive. And so these things just keep popping up in our life. And so here's the first thing we've got to talk about is a stronghold this morning. Who's, uh, who's, who, 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 I know this. Some of the youth played Captured the Flag uh, at youth on Friday night. And uh, they're trying to create a stronghold so that they can't get their flag taken. And in fact, a stronghold is like Jericho. Who remembers Joshua and Jericho? Jericho was this place that was supposed to, the walls were high. You couldn't get into it. It was a stronghold. People couldn't go in. People couldn't go out. It was, it was a stronghold. And, and here's the thing is we create strongholds, these windows that keep popping up or these advertisements that keep popping up in our lives. We create those strongholds in our lives. And so um, once again, Simon, can I have a few cheers? That'd be great. Thank you. And Kale, great. Thank you, Kale. Fantastic. So just to illustrate this is some, some windows that come up in our life we can have in here is just, is, 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 uh, just trusting God. You know, we've got a stronghold. This is a stronghold. This is a... This is something that just keeps coming up. I, I don't know if I can trust you, Lord. I don't know if I can trust you, Lord. And, he, and, and what this scripture is really saying is he, what we need to do is on this side, if that's the wall, if that's the stronghold, we've got God. We've got God's point of view. All right? And, and then, then we have this thought and we put the stronghold wall up, which, says, which is about trust. So we know that from God's point of view, we can trust God. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding, but in all of your ways, acknowledge God. Proverbs chapter 3. But then on this side, we've got, we've got the enemy and he brings in doubt. He's like, did God really say that? You know, and, and who do I, who, who, who can I, who wants to help this morning? I was going to say Ryan, but he's just had a knee operation. Let's do Kale. He was energetic on Friday. 
<laughs> and so we've got trust, maybe. Maybe we've got like disappointment and we create another wall and uh, another part of the stronghold and we've got, we've got some disappointment here. How do you deal with it? And then maybe we've got provision, you know. Lord, you called me to be a student and study, but oh, I don't know how this is going to pan out. I don't want a student loan at the end of this and, and all that. And maybe there's other things like, I don't know. No, I won't say that. But um, <laughs> you don't want it anyway. And there's other things. That <laughs> there's other things. There's, 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 there's these thoughts. There's these situations. There's these windows that, that come up repetitively in our life. And we've got, we've got God's view of them. So we know how to trust in the Lord. And we, and we, what was this one? I can't remember. No, can you? You weren't listening. Was that Disappointment. And then we've got other things, provision, and we know God's way, God's view of it. Uh, but then we've got the devil's view of it, and we create these strongholds. And, and Kale knows how to trust in God, don't you, Kale? So just go over there. But do you really? Yeah, but yeah, you do, don't you? But hey, you know, he hasn't provided for you this time, so you know what's going on. But you do know, though, don't you? Yeah. Are you sure? Are you sure? No, no, are you sure? I said, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, and then, and then disappointment, man, you know. Oh, no, that person really hurt you, eh? Yeah, yeah, just stay over here. It's all good. But what does God say about that? Yeah, God says to forgive. Uh, but really, I mean, that person was an idiot. He's a jerk. You know, he, he didn't, you know, whatever, but... But you know what God says about it, don't you? And what about provision? I mean, hey, you know, you're a student and God's providing for you and you've been really blessed this year. But hey, you know all the things you've missed out on, eh? That's right. You've missed out on a lot of things this year. I mean, you must, you know, can't be that good of a steward, whatever, you know. But do you know what God said? You sure? Get back over there. Hey, no, you're not. You're not really that sure. No, you are sure. You are sure. No, you're not. No, you're not. Come back. No, yes, you are. No, you're not. you got to go faster, otherwise I'm going to just keep doing this. No, that's right. Very good, very good. Come on. All right, sit down. So, he bit me on Friday, so I wear him out. <laughs> anyway, so in life we, we have these strongholds that come up. I don't know what, what the stronghold is for you, but it's the thought that you just, you just, it just keeps coming up. It just keeps coming up, and, and you know God's point of view on it. You know what He says about it. You know the promise that He says about it. But straight away, we again, boom, we're on this side. And we're like, this is, now we're trapped in, in, in the devil's point of view. And we're like, ah, but I know. And, and it's so fast. And we go from one side to the other, and this, there's this ping pong effect, right? What, is it, what about healing? I know what God says about healing, but whoa, why am I not healed? I know what God says. I know. I'm doing it better than you. I'm just showing everyone. <laughs> but you know what? We get to that frustration point where we just want to pick up the laptop, take it down to the printer, put it on top. Amen. Pray for me. I've got issues with the printer. No, but in life, we, we get to this frustrated point. It's a stronghold. 
is a stronghold. But the Word of God says this. Again, in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 to 5, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bring every thought into, into captivity uh, to the obedience of Christ. See, we've got to bring all these thoughts into captivity. Where, where we flip to this side. No, that's not what the Word of God says. And I'm going to step on this side. See, when Jesus went into the desert... He was tempted, wasn't he? Three times he was tempted. Three times the devil put a thought in his head. And what, how did Jesus respond? Three times he responded with Scripture saying, no, this is not, this is not, this is not. So it never became a stronghold because he was able to reply in Scripture. I want to share uh, in this next Scripture. I love, I love Peter. Peter's an awesome disciple. He gives hope for the rest of us. He's, I just love it. He's just, he's just great. But in Matthew chapter 16, let's, let's go there in our Bibles. So if you're in Corinthians, just go left a little bit. All right, Matthew chapter 16. I'll just do every individual page. All right. Matthew chapter 16, this is Peter's declaration of who God is, who Jesus is. This is awesome. I, I love this because it's, it's God revealing to us. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do uh, people say that the Son of Man is? Well, they replied, some say John the Baptist and some say Elijah and others say Jeremiah or one of the other prophets. Then he asked him, but who do you Say that I am. That's such an important question. Such an important question. Whenever, let's just keep going. Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, You are blessed, Simon, son of John, um, because my Father in heaven has revealed this to you. You did not learn this from any human being. Now I say to you that, the, that you and Peter, which means rock, are um, that you are, sorry, that you are Peter, which means rock, and upon this rock I will build my church, and all the powers of hell will not conquer, conquer it. And I will give the keys of, to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven. Whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. Again, we see this revelation of, of, from God come into the situation. We see God revealing Himself to Peter and giving Peter a God point of view. God put, and so, and again, he goes, Whatever you forbid on earth is forbidden in heaven, whatever is released in heaven, it was released on earth. And so, there's this confidence, there's this revelation that God's speaking to Peter. Who's, who's ever, you know, been having a conversation with someone and, and you just thought you're giving them some advice and you sort of come away from it going, Yeah, that wasn't bad actually. That was quite good advice. Or, or maybe you've responded in e-group with something and you've like even been surprised at the answer you gave. And you know, I'm like, I do that all the time. But, and, uh, and you're like, oh, 
not bad if I do say so myself. You know, pretty happy, pretty confident. I, don't, I mean, I don't know if that was Peter's uh, reaction, but I know the reaction from Jesus was, you are blessed because the Lord has revealed this to you. The Lord has revealed this to you. But let's read on in the same uh, same passage of, uh, same chapter, straight afterwards. Uh, and then it says this in verse 20, Then he sternly warned his disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. From then on, Jesus began to tell the disciples plainly that it was necessary for him to go to Jerusalem and that he would suffer m- many terrible things at the hand of the elders, leading priests and the teachers of religious law. He would be killed, but on the third day he would be raised from the dead. But Peter, Peter again, took him aside and began to reprimand him for saying such things. Heaven forbid, Lord, he said, this will never happen to you. Jesus turns to Peter and says, get away from me, Satan. You are a dangerous trap to me. You are seeing these things merely from a human point of view. Talk about having a good day and having a bad day. I'm like, Peter's like, woo, I just heard from God. Come on, praise the Lord. Oh, Jesus, I'm, I can hear from God. You, you shouldn't be talking like that. And Jesus turns around and says, get behind me, Satan. Why did he say, get behind me, Satan? The, the key is just the very little bit at the end. He says this, for you are, mere, uh, you, are, um, you are seeing these things merely from a human point of view. From a human point of view. From a human point of view, I want to take my laptop and throw it off a building. Because I want to kill this sucker. Because I'm going to get a new one and a new one will work. Probably not if I still don't know how to operate it properly. (laughs) But we think that we've got to wipe everything. But no, that's a human point of view. What? what, The weapons. uh, Let's go back to that. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10. For though we walk in the flesh, we don't, do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down our strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts its, uh, itself against the knowledge of God. Bring every thought into, into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Now in Psalm 139, David says, Search me, O Lord, and point out anything that offends you. So it's not just about sin. It's talking about anything that offends God, anything that exalts itself above God. We've got to learn how to tear down thoughts that exalt themselves above God, that that challenge the Word of God. We've got to learn how to tear it down. We've got to take these things and not have them in our lives. We've got to learn how to go, you know what? This is what the Word of God says. This is how Jesus did it. We're not trying to deal with stuff in our lives merely from a human point of view. You know, might be struggling with an area and you're like, oh, I'm just going to throw that stuff away. Now, that's a human point of view. What we need to do is we have to run to Jesus and we need to repent and get the Word of God and replace it back in our lives. And so this morning, I want to just share real quickly the strongholds that can come into our lives. Maybe areas that we're not even aware of. Maybe areas that are hurtful. Maybe we don't even want to go there because they're just too hard to, 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 to sort out. 
Here's the thing. If you haven't got freedom in it, who's controlling you? We've got to be controlled by God, not controlled by the enemy or the devil because God's come to give us life and life in its fullness. So we know there's strongholds. And we see how Peter even, he just flipped from this, this revelation of God to suddenly thinking merely from a human point of view again. Revelation of God, merely from a human point of view. Revelation of God. There's a, I believe there's a place where we need to just come and do surgery. Come and get the, the, for a better word, a wrecking ball. And come and smash some of these things down. Because I, I, I know in the natural, I am so frustrated and fed up with the printer. Right? There's, but what are you so frustrated and fret, fret up with? fed up with? That you wake up in the morning and you're like, oh, yep, okay, another day, cool, all right, I'm going to be positive. Or you're dealing, struggling with this or... Because you're looking at it from this point of view, you're living in a place called condemnation, not, not, not a place called uh, revelation. And I pray this morning as we move on to this last but next scripture that something's going to shift in your spirit, in my spirit as well. Last scripture is Ephesians chapter 6. Are you all good? It's hard work. Oh, I'm not saying it's hard work for me. I'm just saying it's hard work letting God come and minister into areas that are challenging, eh? But here's the thing is, I know you can do it. I know he can bring freedom into your life. And I know he's for you and he's not against you. But let's let Jesus minister. Ephesians chapter 6, and talking about the whole armor of God, in verse 10 onwards, it says this. I'll read it out. The f- and final word, be strong in the Lord and in the mighty power. His mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you'll be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. Amen. Amen. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world against mighty powers in this dark world and against evil spirits in the heavenly place, places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you'll be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you'll be still standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. For um, shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you'll be fully prepared. In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And in verse 18, it says this, Pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. I want to talk about just a little bit as we finish is the armor of God. I don't know about you, but uh, you know, ladies, this Saturday... You're going to be brave. You're brave. But being brave is knowing who you are and what you are and what is on you. Hopefully I'm not preaching your message. <laughs> but anyone, we can all be brave. Standing with the, with, the, with the gospel 
of the shoes of peace, right? The gospel of peace. It's, it's, we know our salvation in Jesus, amen? Who loves Jesus in this place? So that we, we have the gospel, uh, the shoes of peace, the gospel of peace as our shoes, because no one can take that away from us. No one, no one can separate us from the love of God. Jesus loves you. Jesus has come and He's saved you. If you've acknowledged Jesus as your Lord and Savior, praise Him right now. Like we've got gospel. We know the gospel. We know we're saved. We are saved by the blood of Christ. He died and He rose again. That's something to be excited about. And so we stand on that. We know that. And then we, we have the bout of truth. We know the truth because it is the truth. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He's the truth. The problem is, is when we don't have a belt on, what happens? Your pants fall down. Nothing, we, don't, we know the truth because nothing's going to let it fall down. And I encourage you to continually put on the belt of truth. No, this is the truth. See, when we stand here and we're like, no, I've got my belt on. This is the truth. This is the truth. And we stand on this side. This is the truth that sets me free. And, and it goes on. And what's next? It talks about the, um, the body armor the right, of righteousness. And in Romans chapter 1, Romans chapter 4, it talks about we're righteous in God's sight. If you've believed, if you've confessed that the Lord Jesus is your Savior, you are righteous by faith this morning. And so we put on the breastplate of righteousness. Amen. Who, who, who's got the breastplate of righteousness on this morning? Good. I pray you do. Um, and, and we've got this. We know what it is. And then it goes on and, and hold up the shield of faith. I like this. Hold up the shield of faith. Why do we hold up the shield of faith? Because it says to stop the fiery arrows of the devil coming in. The fiery arrows of the devil coming in. See, one thing I've learned is that most of the time why we're staying on this side of the stronghold is because we've held the shield up and we've been strong in our faith. But an arrow is missed and it's gotten. And it, the one thing that I thought about is like, I was thinking, this would be a really cool illustration if I had a bow and arrow and I lit it. And I said, Ryan, stand over there with a shield. <laughs> I don't know if he'd do it. I, I, I wouldn't have done it. <laughs> but the thing about a fiery arrow, like a normal arrow, sure, go in, uh, saw. But a fiery arrow it would go in and it would burn. It would affect more than just the area it targeted. And that's what happens with the devil is when we, when we let something get in or something's missed, the, our, our shield of faith and it gets in, it doesn't just affect the area that it got into. It starts to overflow and start affecting the rest of the body that's around it. See, you let unforgiveness get in, suddenly you're going to not just go from unforgiveness, but you're going to go from bitter. You're going to get into a place of negativity. From negativity, you'll get into a place of, of um, captivity. From captivity, you'll get into a place of, uh, of, of fear. And suddenly it just grows and it grows and grows. Why? Because a fiery arrow got in. And this morning, my prayer is that we learn how to deal with these fiery arrows. Because we're not 
let's go back to our second Corinthians. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. See, we've got to bring every one of these thoughts of, in, into captivity. We've got to say, God, this morning, I don't want to stand on this side anymore. I don't want to continually be frustrated with this area, coming under attack from this area because of whatever. But God, I'm going to deal with this. Here's the thing is, goes goes on. So we've got the salvation, uh, the helmet of salvation. Again, just with our thinking, we've got to always go back to it and say, you know what, I'm saved. My thinking brings me... I'm, my. Helmets over the head, over the brain. It's my th- I'm saved. I don't have to put up with those thoughts. Every time one of those thoughts come into your head, you go, no, I'm saved. You take it captive. Straight away, you take it captive. No, I'm saved by the blood of Christ. You come and dragging you back. No, I'm saved. And this tug of war effect sometimes over, you feel like there's this tug of war effect over this and the that and the this and that. But he's, no, no, over my head, I'm putting on salvation. I'm saved. I'm saved. And continue to stand on the stronghold of Christ, not let the stronghold of the enemy pull you down. But this is where I want to finish with this morning. It says in now, where, where is it? I want to read it. Verse 16, in addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on the salvation for your helmet and take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Now, I've, I've preached this many times about the sword and I like it. I'm a sort of a, a bloke, man. I like, like Braveheart's like my favourite movie. I, I, I could almost quote it. I wish I could quote the Bible better than I can the movie. But you think of this big sword, you're like, just he's in there, Bella Sterling. You've got to see it. I brought great effect to it just then, but not as good as the movie. But you have this sword, and you think, man. My sword of the spirit. He was known. William Wallace was known for the size of his sword. It was apparently it was huge. I've actually seen it at Edinburgh Castle. But we think we think of the sword of the spirit as, as as massive, but it can be, and and I'm up for that as well. But for the Romans, which we're talking about in this day and age, in this illustration as well. One of the swords they carried was about this big. And it was a very sharp, small knife. And what it was used for was when an arrow came in, it would have stuck in. And they knew that if you just pulled the arrow out or if it hadn't gone all the way through to pull it through the other side, that if they just pulled it out, it would do more damage than it would if you didn't get this sharp 
little sword and just slowly cut around the wound. Cut around where the entry point went in to make a place where it was able to be pulled out without any extra damage more than necessary. And I think sometimes we've got to use our word of God, the sword of the Spirit, when it comes to strongholds. We've got to say, Lord, renew my mind. Renew my mind. I can't do this in my own ability. And you, you get the little, little sword and you just start just cutting around where that enemy has gotten one of those fiery arrows of God. In. And you get the word of God. And this is, you know, maybe you're dealing with trust. We get the Bible, you get the Word of God, and you read every single scripture you can find about trust. And you just start pulling that out. And you suddenly it doesn't become a stronghold anymore. And you're like, no, I don't that doesn't bother me anymore. Maybe it's disappointment. Maybe it's hurt, provision. Whatever it is, you just get every single scripture that you can find on that topic and you start reading it. Start reading, oh, this is what it says. 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 Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. And you start dealing with all these strongholds. And then one day you'll find that you'll come to push print on the computer be able to walk out of your office, down the stairs, right, left, right, left. That's how our office is set up. And they'll be like, you'll get your bit of paper and it'll have exactly what you wanted on it. It'll be on A4, not on A1, not on A3. These are the frustrations that we go through be exactly what you want. Silly illustration, but it compares very, very clearly to one day you'll just go, hey, I'm not dealing with this anymore. I'm not dealing with this anymore. Why don't we stand and finish? I'm going to just finish with just one of my own testimonies. I got to the point, it wasn't really bothering me, but it was. You know, he's like, ah, oh, I'm, I'm big enough and ugly enough now. I've, I've dealt with that. It's not a problem. But it was just sort of resurfacing. It was just coming back. I'm like, why is this? Why is this? I wasn't like a, in a heap crying every day or anything like that. I was just like, there was just thoughts that were coming into my mind. I'm like, hmm, I'm not. I'm not happy with this. And when the Bible says, take every thought captive, every, if we're pulling down the strongs, I was like, I want to deal with this. So probably about six weeks ago, I started praying. I said, Lord, I want you to reveal to me why I'm having these thoughts. Now, as I said in the first um, service, I don't need you to come up to me after this and give me some hugs and tissues. I'm okay. I'm good. I'm sharing this with you because 
uh, this is this is just my testimony. But as I had this stronghold in my life where I was just constantly going back to rejection. I'm like, why? What? This is stupid. This is not of you. I know what the Bible says. This is what's what's going on. What's going on? And every now and then I'd get insecure. Every now and then I just feel like I've got no friends. I'm like, what am I doing? And again, it was just living in this world. And I was like, no, I know what this says. I know I've got friends. I know that you're my friend, Lord. I know that. And it was just this constant. There was this strong. I'm like, what's going on? So I actually prayed. I said, Lord, show me the point where rejection, rejection came into my life. And clear as a bell, he took me back to a, a time in my life when I was six years old. I was supposed to have been picked up to go on holiday with, with my dad. And I was standing by the letterbox. I had my bag packed. Uh, we lived in a cul-de-sac street and we were at the end and so I could see the start of the street and I remember going up there, I was supposed to have been picked up at, I think it was two in the afternoon go up there with my bag all excited, ready to go and I'd wait and mum came out, oh dad's running late he's not going to be here till four I just waited to six the mum comes out hey you, you should come in there alright so didn't go on holiday didn't happen and God just said to me that was the point I'm like alright thank you like I love my dad love my dad he's he's your dad's your dad and so I just said alright Lord I, I don't have any unforgiveness against my dad but Lord I give this to you right now and I surrender this thought to you and I right now pray in the name of Jesus and I confess this to you and Lord where the enemy has tried to steal, kill and destroy and have this on my life I right now I break it off in the name of Jesus and I surrender this to you Lord and no longer will this have any effect on me it was a very simple prayer and I was able to take a stronghold and I just put it down and I just got off because the weapons are mighty of pulling down strongholds it's up to us whether we get the word of God and I'm like just nick around that just, just make it a little I know, what, I know who I am in God I pray you know who you are in God but that's just one issue in my testimony. Many of us have got lots of different strongholds, lots of areas that we've been challenged in. And so just as we finish, I'd just like to pray for us. So Father, I thank you for every person in this room. But Lord, just like David, would you search us, Lord, and point out anything that offends you? Really what we're saying, Lord, is any area that we don't have freedom in, any strongholds, Lord, that we're not free of from, from any situation, scenario, 
but Lord, let there be a renewing of our mind in Christ. Let there be a sword of the Spirit just cutting around that arrow, Lord, to pull it out and to break it off. And Lord, to hold up the shield of faith again and to know the freedom we have in you, Jesus. So Lord, I pray this morning for every single person. May they pick up the sword of the Spirit. May they go to you, Jesus. May may they find you, Holy Spirit. And Lord, would you minister into every single person's heart right now, Lord. In Jesus' name, I pray, Lord, right now for the power of your Holy Spirit to to come and minister over every person. I pray for the courage, Lord, for every person to to know who they are and to, to, yeah, they might have to get out the Word of God and might have to dig up some old wounds, Lord, but it's better than walking around with an arrow sticking out of us because it's always got the potential to be hit and to make another wound. And so, Jesus, we thank you for what you did on the cross. Where you died and you rose again. You made a way where there was no way. And Lord, this morning we commit our heart to you. We commit our ways to you. Lord, your word says that faith, hope, and love will last forever. Let love last forever is even the greatest. And so, Lord, use us to glorify you in every way. Thank you for listening to this message recorded at Equipus Church Dunedin. We pray it blessed you. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com.